For some, the plans to attend World Youth Day 2023 began months, even years ago, and the COVID pandemic caused the event to be postponed for a full year. But still, groups here in the United States came together to hear details, begin fundraising events, and gathered their important documents and headed to Europe for World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal. For one week, hundreds of thousands prayed together, listened to their featured speakers and musical groups, and were finally sent back to their home countries with a mission from Pope Francis to change the world. We are fortunate to have our former intern, Bernadette Curl, give us regular updates on her pilgrimage journey to Lisbon. She is back from the event and joining me this morning for one last update. Good morning, Bernadette. Thanks so much for coming this morning. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. I got to say, I was so excited every time I opened up my email and I saw another one of your updates, more pictures that you had sent from your event. Just overall, give us your feelings and emotion looking back now as you kind of put the last bookend on this event. What was the experience like for you looking back? Yes, looking back, we're just trying to process everything. Yeah, It was such an amazing experience. Basically from 8 a.m. to midnight every day, we had activities. We were going somewhere. We were walking somewhere. We were hearing some lecture, going to mass. And there was just so much packed into those three weeks that we're just having a great time looking back at pictures, writing down what we can remember, little little things, little interactions with people that we had that we had forgotten about, just trying to document all of it so we can remember it because there was so many, so many amazing experiences on the trip. So remind our listeners, you had joined a group here in Oregon, then that grew a little bit to a a United States group and then an international group. Just tell our listeners a little bit about the group you met and some of the places you visited before you actually got to Lisbon. Yes. So our group from uh, Oregon specifically was about 20 people, mostly from St. Matthew, a couple from some surrounding parishes. And then in Paris, which was our first destination, we met up with uh, a parish from Seattle and a parish from San Antonio, both missionaries of the Holy Spirit parishes. And so that group totaled about 65 people. And so we spent uh, about a week in France with those 65 people. It felt like a really big group at first. By the end, it felt like a very small group (laughs) compared to the other groups we were a part of later on. Um, So that was our first week in France. Uh, toured Paris. Father Peter Arteaga led us uh, um, to different churches and holy sites. We then went to uh, Chartres and then Lourdes for a full day, which was my personal favorite experience. Bernadette, when we were preparing for your pilgrimage journey and we got a chance to talk to you, one of the things that you said before you left that one of the the places you were most looking forward to was Lourdes. Bernadette, St. Bernadette, your patron saint there in that beautiful grotto. Can you share your experience there and what that was like? Yes, it was, it's still so unbelievable that I was able to be there. We were able to stay uh, the one night we were there in a hotel, just a small hotel, girls in one place, boys in the other place. But the girls' hotel was on the path that St. Bernadette took down to the grotto. There was a blue line on the path that marked where she had walked. And so I just was able to stand there and we walked by her house and being in the grotto as well, the grotto site and the surrounding basilicas, again, it felt like a dream. It's, it was so incredible, especially being able to touch the grotto itself. You could just, you could feel the holiness 
even with the large amount of crowds there, it still felt so peaceful. That's one thing that really struck me looking back on it was how peaceful the experience was. Just the whole place radiated peace and it was amazing. Now, along the way, you said that your group had kind of grown, all missionaries Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. At each one of the places, were you able to celebrate Mass or celebrate reconciliation with your group and really have time to get to know all of the people? Yes, we were. So we had personal Masses, not quite every day, maybe every other day in some of the churches we stopped in. So uh, we did in Paris a couple times. And then in Chartres, we had a Mass in the crypt that Father Peter was able to to reserve, which was, that's the oldest part of the church there, probably from the 10th century, 10th Mm -hmm. or 11th century, which was amazing. Um, And then once we got to Spain too as well and met up with the 100 other pilgrims from uh, uh, missionary parishes in Spain and Mexico, we also had a lot of time for masses and prayer and we had a full retreat day actually, which was a little difficult because everything was in Spanish, but we had some people who were super nice and super eager to help us translate. Um, so that, that whole time in Madrid and Spain was a time to get to know people, especially, and to have time of prayer and reflection. If you are just tuning in, Bernadette Curl is back from her pilgrimage to World Youth Day. She's joining us this morning for one last recap to just kind of tie a bow on this entire event and let us know about what it was like being there on the ground with really what we found out later on, millions. Over a million people were there in Lisbon. So on which day did you finally make that trip into Lisbon? Yes. So, right. So our first week was in France. Uh, We spent about a week in Spain, mostly in Madrid. And then finally, our third week, I'm blanking on the exact day, Mm -hmm. but it was week three. We made our way to Portugal. Uh, We stopped in Toledo for a quick trip, but then uh, got in in Lisbon late at night. It was... Monday, I believe. So whatever day that Monday was, it was late that night. Um, and we just went straight to bed after that, basically, and yeah. were, got prepared for the next couple of days. So as you got into the city, were you, did you get the sense that something in this city was preparing to happen? I mean, was there signs around the city that, you know, World Youth Day was happening? Were pilgrims like really mm-hmm. out on the streets? Could you really get a sense that a celebration was about to take place. Yes, we could feel it even a couple hours out away from Lisbon because some of the rest stops we stopped at, just normal gas stations, had specific like bathrooms and a tent tent set up for World Youth Day Pilgrims specifically. And we also got stopped at the border too, which is not normal. Usually they don't stop people at the border, but they were checking buses and everything. The, The police were super nice. They were really excited to have all of us there. But they had police in from Spain, too, not just from Portugal, I think maybe even other countries as well, just because of the massive amount of people that were coming in. And we arrived at night, so we didn't get to see a lot of the pilgrims, you know, on the streets yet or anything. But in our bus, we were super excited. We started, like, singing songs and, like, cheering as we got into Lisbon. Like, we we could feel it, even though we couldn't see everything since it was dark out. Bernadette, you, along with, again, we we come to know that there were many registered, many more uh, showed up for the event. You had a a place that you could stay there in Lisbon. Tell our listeners about how that worked out for you. Yes. So we stayed uh, probably about a 30 minute train train ride outside of downtown Lisbon itself in kind of an outside town. I don't know if it's a city officially, but like a district. And we were in 
kind of the district where they were keeping the Spanish-speaking pilgrims because we were part of the missionaries of the Holy Spirit group. And it was right by the beach, actually. So it was a lot cooler there. The sunsets were beautiful. We got to go to the beach at the end of each day and uh, just decompress and unwind. It was it was a very nice experience. And then me and my siblings were randomly chosen to stay with a host family there, actually. So we, the other pilgrims stayed at a gym again, and then uh, they cycled through um, an Airbnb that Father Peter had rented. So okay. people got turns to spend the night and take showers, which was nice. But then... My siblings and I got to stay with a host family, which was a very special experience. Oh, how wonderful. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that host family. Did they just volunteer their home and say we'd be willing to take pilgrims? Yes. I think there were a lot of families in the area like that because we saw different houses that had the World Youth Day flag outside of them. And I think it was in Spanish, but I think written on it was, or Portuguese, uh, but written on it was something along the lines of like host family for World Youth Day. So you could tell which houses were hosting people. And so there were two houses, I think, that volunteered to uh, host people from our group. So my, me and my two siblings and then two other uh, women as well got to stay with uh, the very oh. kind host woman. Oh, Perfect. How wonderful to know that we talk about the universal church and it is, it's hard to think of it as a whole world. But when you get to the country that just these little acts of, of grace happen in the lives of so many people, it's wonderful to just celebrate our faith in such a wonderful and international way. We are coming up to our break, Bernadette, already but we've got to get to opening ceremonies. So please stay with us through the break. When we get back, we're going to talk about this week directly with Pope Francis at World Youth Day. Yes, it sounds good. There's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Stay with us. And I am back this morning with Bernadette Curl. Bernadette has spent the past few weeks giving us an update on her pilgrimage to World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal, and she is back well, giving us just a final recap of all of the events. Bernadette, thank you so much for staying with us. Yes, thank you, Brenda. So we spent our first half hour for our listeners who are just tuning in, just kind of giving a lay of the land, some of the things that you were able to do before you got to World Youth Day, your host family that you were able to stay with. You said you had to stay 30 minutes outside of the city. It, it, with that many people coming from around the world, it really took a, a city-wide, even a a a providence-wide effort to try to get this going. Everything felt very well organized, you said, once you got to Portugal. Yes, all of the smaller events that happened around the city did feel very well organized. There was actually an app that told you which events were going on and when and where they were. I think the big thing was there were just so many people there. I think more than more than they expected, way more than registered. And so a lot of the smaller events did fill up pretty quickly. Um, but other than that, it did feel pretty well organized, I would say. So when you gathered then, was the first event for World Youth Day when you all gathered was for the opening ceremony? Yes. So that was the first big event with the Pope. The previous night, I think I had mentioned, um, maybe in one of my recordings, there was a group for USA pilgrims specifically. I think they did that for a lot of the countries. Uh, One of my friends from Italy went to like the the Italy group meeting. But so we had the U.S. meeting where Bishop Barron spoke and we met up with the Archdiocese group too and saw Archbishop Sample. So that, that was really nice to see some familiar faces. 
But then the first large event with the Pope was, it would have been Thursday then, because the U.S. group meeting was uh, Wednesday. So yeah, Thursday was the opening ceremony. And that was in the afternoon, but it was an all-day event. You had to get there very early in the morning if you wanted a good spot. So our group from Oregon did get there, and uh, parts from Seattle and San Antonio too, did get there very early in the morning, got a spot very up close to the stage. And then the Pope drove by, and we were pretty close to him then as well. I want to remind our listeners, please go to Matra Day Radio. Right at the top of the page, you'll see a link, World Youth Day Updates. And there, Bernadette had submitted throughout the weeks that she was there some wonderful pictures. You'll be able to see both that picture of the opening ceremony where they were uh, in Lisbon. And then also, well, a very up-close picture with Pope Francis. He drove right by you. How did that happen? Yes. So he drove by us a couple of times, actually. So, yeah, first... First on the Wednesday, which was a surprise when he first uh, arrived in Lisbon, we happened to be at the place he was driving by. And then a second time at the opening ceremony, he drove around through the crowds, through the plaza, through the little park we were uh, all gathered in up to the stage. So we were about probably 10 or 15 feet away from him again that second time. And then I think the picture that we sent, uh, that was the third time at like the final event on Sunday that okay. he was very close to us. Yeah. So, Bernadette, between the opening ceremony and then when you gathered for the final uh, prayer service before the closing mass, what happened in those days in between? Yes. So after the uh, opening ceremony day, so Thursday, so we had all of Friday, uh, we were able to split off into small groups and decide what we wanted to to do on our own. I believe a lot of the U.S. pilgrims went to the Stations of the Cross with the Pope. That was the next big event with the Pope that Friday. That drew, I think I heard 800,000 people. Oh, my. The opening ceremony drew 500,000, and then there were 800,000 in that same location again for Stations of the Cross. So we, we didn't go to that because we did go to the opening ceremony, and we knew we'd have a chance to see the Pope again at the final event. So uh, my siblings and I and then some other friends went to a small church where they had uh, some relics on display, actually, relics on display for veneration. And it, one of our friends, uh, there were relics from one of our friends, patron saint, so he was very excited to go see that especially. Um, so yeah, there were second class relics from Blessed Pierre Giorgio, so his rosary and his pickaxe. And then pieces of the tombs of Saints uh, Francisco and Jacinta Marto. And then the personal icon of Mary of Pope John Paul II, St. Pope John Paul II. Bernadette Curl back from her pilgrimage to World Youth Day, just sharing some of her final thoughts and experiences from this wonderful event. So we were able to keep up through the pictures you were sending. Of course, we were also following along with many news channels and and websites. We were also following pilgrims. We know that as it, almost as a crescendo throughout the days, it was all leading to this singular event in this time of prayer, in the prayer vigil, and then the closing mass. So tell our listeners how you were able to experience those last couple of days. Yes. So we didn't realize, well, I didn't realize how big of an event the uh, closing prayer vigil and the closing mass were. I thought it was just another big event with the Pope. We didn't realize how, I didn't realize how many people specifically would be going to that event. So we started out Saturday morning. We drove to a location where our bus could stay while we were at the event. 
and we walked two hours with all of our gear to the all of our camping gear to the location where we were going to be staying. Actually, we didn't realize it was such a long walk. We just got off the bus and started walking, and it was like, wait, we've got two hours to get there. Wow. Just because it was so crowded uh, near where the event was itself, we didn't think our bus would actually be able to get down there in time to get a good spot. Um, So we walked down there, and the crowds were just huge. For the entire two hours, there were massive crowds of pilgrims walking down there as well, which... Again, just seeing so many people from so many different countries going to one location. You know, they all had their different flags, so we knew which countries they were coming from. That that was an incredible experience as well, even though it was rough walking mm-hmm. for two hours down there. Uh, so we got down there. Yeah, massive crowds. We finally were able to get into our uh, the camping spot where we were going to be staying. Um, and it was very, very hot. I think the heat wave was going through that day. Oh, no. Specifically. So I think it got up to, I think, 100 degrees. I forgot what it was, Celsius. And we were just out in a big open field, exposed. But it was very, very well planned out. So there were sections where people were camping and then subsections. So we were in one subsection with uh, 100, two, maybe 200 other pilgrims. And they had water stations all set up, plenty of bathrooms. So it was actually, even though it was hot, it was very well set up. It was actually very enjoyable, I would say. But yeah. Wow. So that was for the prayer vigil. So Mm -hmm. when you said you had all your gear, you had to prepare to stay there the whole night. Because right after that, the next morning was the final mass? Yes, that's correct. So we had all of our camping gear with us. We got there relatively early in the afternoon, so we actually were able to find a good spot for our U.S. group. There were other people, though, that didn't actually get to get to their camping spots because I believe double the number of people ended up showing up. I mm. think they were expecting 700,000, 800,000 people, and there were over 1.5 million wow. that came to it, that final event. I think that it it just really boggles the mind to... N- just know that many people gathering for that singular event. What an amazing experience. I think one that you'll never forget. Now we are running out of time and it's been wonderful to talk with you. I can't let you go. We've Mm -hmm. talked about the trading that happened and that pins could go back and forth and you'd meet different people. What were some of the things that you were able to trade back and forth with the other pilgrims from around the world? Yeah, so we had we were trading these bracelets that had like the U.S. flag on them and some little U.S. keychains. Uh, sorry, um, and I think we received some different holy cards. We received a lot of candy from the different countries people were from. A lot of candy from Mexico, especially, which was very cool. Um, bracelets. I think we received some little rosaries as well. I know some other people got like handmade rosaries that people had made. I think I had mentioned the Australians had like these little stuffed koalas, the Australian group we met. I didn't get one, sadly. (laughs) But a lot of people had handmade items they had been working on for months even to bring specifically. Oh, and then anything unusual that you ate that you found different than what we have here in the United States, but still incredibly enjoyable? Nothing that was too extremely different from things we would eat in the U.S. We had paella in Madrid, which was very good. But I I like paella, so that that wasn't weird or anything. Um, 
we loved the little custard tarts that you had told us about the nata. Those right? were amazing. And then there, there were these custard filled donuts too in Portugal. Those were our favorites. We got a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Bernadette, I love it. I never ran across a sweet that I just did <laughs> not love. So it's wonderful to enjoy that. Bernadette, again, I just can't help smiling and hear about your different experiences. I could just tell from your enthusiasm, it just was truly a wonderful event. My question for you now is this. So it's wonderful to be together, to be inspired and feel that fire of the Holy Spirit when you are together. But Pope Francis sent all of you back to your homes to keep that fire burning. And for your experience, how do you feel like you are going to be able to use your experience at World Youth Day and use it to transform, well, your world here in Portland? Yes, so I think something a lot of us talked about something that really transformed us on the trip is we've experienced Christ in a lot of ways through the sacraments, through the church. But this was a very special experience specifically to experience Christ in others. Um, I think I heard that almost every country in the world was represented at World Youth Day and all of them Catholics, all, well, I would most of them Catholics, I would sure. assume. Sure, yeah. Um, all coming together to see the Pope and to participate in adoration and mass. And so it was such a special experience to see Christ in others. And I think that's something that all of us carried with us specifically, like a love of other people, like especially, um, and of our differences as well, but also our common faith that we all share together. I just, I feel so much more connected to the universal church as a whole. And I think everyone on our group uh, agreed with that as well. Um, so that that's a, that's a way we were changed for sure. <laughs> oh, I love it. And just let mm -hmm. that fire and change just mm -hmm. continue to grow. You feel like you're ready to go back to the next World Youth Day that they announced it was going to be in Seoul, South Korea? Yes. Yeah. We'll have to see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be very excited to go. I've um, never been to Asia before, so that would be a very amazing experience. Um, we also heard about the Jubilee year in Rome as well. That's I right. Think the missionaries were thinking about planning something there too, which might be fun. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Bernadette, if you go to either one of those, please keep Mantra Day Radio in mind. We'd love to follow you to both those pilgrimages. Thank you so very much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, that is a Bernadette Curl. So if you want to catch up on all of her adventures to World Youth Day, please go to Mater Day Radio. All of her photos are there, her past updates. And of course, you're going to find this interview in its entirety. Again, you'll find it at materdayradio.com.